And we just said before as well that we'll get Colin Lloyd up uh, in around, uh, we're going to say about 20 to 10, but he's joining us on the phone now just after an intense workout. Colin, how are you? I'm very good, Ben. How are you? Oh, very, very good, mate. It's uh, good to have you on the phone. And with the World Match Play starting this weekend, I thought, who better to get on than a former World Match Play champion and Colin Lloyd? <laughs> Listen, mate, only great players win that event. Only great yeah. players win that event. Can you can you talk us just through how hard it is to win the world match play? Yeah, it's it's one of those events that uh, you need to turn up in good form, obviously, but you need to be in the zone and you have to stay in the zone for the whole nine days that you're there. You can't you can't let anything take your mind off of the job in hand. Because it's match play, there's no sets involved. We call it in the darting world, we call it a racer. There's a certain amount of legs. Unless you get to, say, like now nine all, um, you have to win by two clear legs. Although I'm not sure if they've got that anymore. But the racer, anyway, you have to be focused. You have to be pretty fit because the weather over here now, it's like Adrian just now said on your show, it's baking hot. It's so hot over in England at the minute. They're playing in old winter gardens. Obviously, you can't have air conditioning on anyway. And it's so hot and so intense, you've just got to make sure you're focused and in the zone. And whoever's focused and in the zone the best, they're the one that's going to have a run. And we just touched on before as well with Adrian Lewis. He's pretty much guaranteed his spot there. He's going to be the one, probably the yeah. one player in the mix that these seeded players will not want to face. Well, no, of course they won't. You know, no, Adrian's a class player. You know, you don't you don't get handed two world championships back to back, European champion, UK Open champion. Adrian's a class act. A class act. He, he just lost his way a little bit over the last few years, and it was actually nice to see him win a tournament again. He's proved a few doubters wrong. Um, I think actually he's proved something to himself. I, I, I mean, Adrian does believe in himself in a dart on a dartboard, but you know. From, from past experience, when you go so long without getting results and you lose certain games, you do start doubting yourself and you do think to yourself, have I got it anymore, you know? Uh, am I good enough anymore? But listen, he's beat top players in the world yesterday to, to, to win his 27th ranked event. Um, he's got another big day today. There's another ranked event today, another Pro Tour event. And Joe, what, if he can have a good day today, because the hard work doesn't stop. Just because he's he stopped the rut of a three-year drought. Now's the time to push on. He's proved to himself and proved to other people he's still good enough. So today, if he can have another good day today, I think that'll give Adrian amazing confidence going into the world match play. Yeah, true. Hey, hey Jaws, it's uh, Ben Rob here. A bit of a fan from New Zealand, mate. How are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Good, good. Hey, um, just a question, uh, two questions. Um... Who do you yeah. think's under the most pressure uh, at, at, at this major? Do you think Dimitri holding his ranking, or do you think uh, players coming through that are really chasing a major to uh, to, to make the uh, rankings rise here? I think, um, like you say, with Dimmy, uh, you know, he's he's been showing some good form just of late, and he seems to turn up when it, when it seems to matter. Um, he is quite a laid-back character, but like you say, there is quite a bit of pressure on him. Um, as for someone, I think a lot of people have gone off the radar a little bit from, from the start of the year, like Johnny Clayton's gone off the radar. 
Peter Wright's gone off the radar. Um, Darren Price has gone off the radar. You're thinking to yourself, where are you guys? What's Michael Van Gerwen going to play like? We haven't seen a lot of MVG just of late. So the big names, I think, Ben, I think, I think the big names have got to prove themselves here. They've got to turn up. They've got to go in there and put in a big performance. Um, I, think there's, I think there's a lot of pressure on Peter Wright, really, in, in my eyes. I, I get on great with Peter Wright. He's, he's a lovely fella. He's had a few things going on. He's, one minute he's got glasses on. Next minute he hasn't got glasses on. <laughs> he, chops and changes, he chops and changes around with his darts a lot. We know that. But there are now, when he used to chop and change his darts, he used to think, well, all right, yep, he's still playing brilliant. Now there seem to be a few little inconsistencies. And maybe the chopping and the changing isn't helping anymore. Maybe he needs to pick something and stick with it. Listen, whatever happens, fellas, I think we're in for another fantastic world match play champion. And whoever gets crowd champion at the end of the week will be a worthy winner and a great champion. I'm going to throw one name out here. Is Michael Smith going to finally break that drought? <laughs> Do you know what? I was sitting there, funnily enough, I'm driving back from my little keep fit class, and I was thinking to myself, why has no one mentioned Michael Smith yet? And I was just about to mention him, you've asked the question. Um, listen, I, uh, we've all said it before, you know, you've probably spoke about it on your show. We speak about it a lot over here. Michael is so, so talented. He's such a devastating player on his day. He makes the game look ridiculously easy. I think if he can win one, if he can just get over the line in one, he will be such a force. He'll be so, so hard to beat. But no one can do that for him. Only he can do that. He's someone that he has to believe in himself. He believes in his game anyway. But all of a sudden, when he gets to a certain point, he's sometimes like a rabbit caught in the headlights. And he freezes. And when he freezes... It may only be for like a few legs, but the damage is already done. At the World Championships, a prime example, he was playing absolutely brilliant leading up to the final. Yeah. He played very poorly the first three sets, and that's why he was three sets to nil down to Peter Wright, um, because he was that rabbit caught in the headlights again. If he'd have got out of the traps like he did in the other rounds, he'd have been three sets to nil up. And who's to say we wouldn't be talking about Michael Smith now as the current world champion. But he gave, he gave right, he had three sets to nil lead. Someone like Peter Wright, Gezi, Johnny Clayton, MVG, you can't give them, you can't give them a head start. You give them guys a head start, you're fighting uphill all the way. So if Michael can just get up there, relax, enjoy his game. Don't listen to the crowd. Don't listen to what we say, you know, because he's always putting pressure on himself. Just do it. Just go out there, relax, enjoy yourself. Let the darts flow. Because when he does, fellas, listen, the boy's devastating. Absolutely devastating. And he could, he could, rule, he could rule the game of darts for the next five or ten years if, if he can just get over that line. Exactly. Can you just tell us as well, Colin, kind of the uniqueness of playing yeah. at the Winter Gardens and – the, the the venue, I know so many people like Phil Taylor, they say they absolutely love playing at the Winter Gardens and it because it's such a unique venue yeah. with the with the high, you know, tiers of people there and how enclosed it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a typical old winter gardens, the big high ceilings, the balconies. Um, although you're up on a big old stage, the crowds feel like they're right on top of you and you feel like you can just stick your hand out and touch everyone, you know? 
Um, but I think also it's, it's, it seems like a party time there because, you know, the school holidays are on top of us. Um, it's, it's a seaside resort town is Blackpool. And everyone's there having a good time on their holidays. You know, people are playing on the, on the beach and all that sort of thing. And it's just a really nice ambience about the place. Um, but, you know, as soon as you step in that winter gardens, your stomach's churning, stomach's churning. As soon as, if you're a debutant, let's put it like this. If you're a debutant, I would go there the day before or get there early enough when there's no crowd in there. Soak it up, just sit in the middle of the, uh, of the arena, soaking it up, have a look around, stay in there for 10, 15 minutes, because believe you me, when the crowds start coming in, you're going to be in that player's room and you're going to start getting nervous again. So get out on the balcony, have a look around, and then when you get up on that stage and you're walking through that crowd, what a buzz. Every venue does it, but there's something about the Winter Gardens, and I think... It's great that the PDC have kept it there. I think they could get bigger crowds in bigger venues, but there's just something about the Winter Gardens in Blackpool as to why that the PDC keep it there, because it's just absolutely fantastic. And like you said, Phil Taylor loved it. I loved it. You chat to a lot of the players. They absolutely love it. There's just something about the place. It's got an aura about it. And us professional players... Anybody who ever gets a chance, they climb up the rankings. If they don't get in a world championships, try and try and get into Blackpool for the Winter Gardens. Are you making me wish I was there right now as opposed to in a wet, miserable Auckland evening on a Monday night? Oh, Listen, mate, get yourself, get, yourself, get yourself a flight ticket. You can come and crash in my room. No bother. Oh, it's all, everyone just hear that. It's on the record. I can go stay with the former world number one, Colin Lloyd, in the UK. How good's that? Uh, <laughs> Colin... I've got something else here to ask you. I'm sure he commentated many of your games yeah. and you knew him very well, but, of course, very well-known commentator yeah. John Gwynn passed away uh, last week. Yeah. Can you just tell us your memories yeah. of, of him? Uh, do you know what? Gwynny was one of your own. Gwynny wasn't just a commentator. Gwynny, he, he run the dart leagues around the, he was from a place called Denton in Manchester. And uh, Gwynny run the dart leagues. He was a dart player himself, so he knew and understood the trials and tribulations of trying to be a professional darts player. And that's not being disrespectful to any of the others. I mean, the great Sid Waddell and people like that, they weren't actually dart players, um, whereas Gwynny was. Uh, difference now is like you've got Mark Webster, Mardle and John Park. So Gwynny was just such a lovely fella. He was knowledgeable. Um, he was quick-witted. Very, very funny man. Um, I, I, I was pleased I got to see Gwynny again at the start of the year. I was doing exhibitions down in the south of England. And um, it was great to c catch up with John again. He, he looked a bit frail. But you know what? Gwynny is Gwynny. He got there. He'd done an absolutely fantastic professional job as ever even though he was quite frail and feeling poorly. He'll be sadly missed, not just by myself, but the, the whole Darton family around the world um, because he was, he was that knowledgeable fella and he was that much liked. And, um, yeah, again, mate, we, we mourn the loss of someone fantastic from out of the world of darts. Yeah, great, great commentator. And... You know, many great moments with him on the mic as well. Many great nine darters, many great championship moments. Yeah. I think he actually might have commentated uh, when you hit your 170 to win the world match play. 
He did, yeah. There was there was many of uh, there's so many so many things. Yeah, my brother when I won the World Grand Prix, not not so much the match play. When I won the World Grand Prix, Gwynny was coming out of so many different things, and uh, my brother's got that game on DVD. And the amount of times I go around his house and he's watching it, and he's sitting there laughing his head off. I said, "What are you laughing at?" He went, "Listen to John Gwynny." He goes, "It's brilliant." And you know what? The nice the, the nice thing was. Um, I, I, I had a busy period at one time, maybe about three, four years ago. And I rang with Brother Martin. I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, not a lot. Why? I said, I've got an exhibition up in Mansfield. And um, I need to get up and I need to come home the same day. Mansfield's about three hours away from me. He goes, yeah, I'll come up. And you know what? My brother Martin was absolutely over the moon because John Gwynn had been doing um, some football commentary locally. I think he might have been at Nottingham Forest. And he called in. And my brother nudged. He went, look, John Gwynn's over there. Of course, Gwynny sort of like looked up, put his hand up and come marching towards me. Colin Lloyd, how are you? All right, Gwynny, how's it going? <laughs> I said, big, big fan here, mate. He goes, oh, he goes, who's this then? I went, that's my brother Martin, my older brother. And my brother Martin shook his hand and he went, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you. He went, Jesus. He said, I've listened to you commentate on so many of my brother's games. He said, I just think you're great. And Gwynny said, well, that's very kind of you. Anyway, he goes, I don't want to talk to you. He said, I ain't seen your brother for a while. And he just ignored me, brother, and carried on talking to me. So, um, but yeah, listen, um, we sort of knew it was coming. You know, Gwynny knew it was coming. Um, but, you know, the world world has lost so many great people just of late. We've lost Andy Fordham. We've lost Nigel Pearson. We've now lost John Gwynn, Mike Gregory. You know, so... I would say to people, anybody who you think is a is is, is someone who you idolised or whatever, make sure you get the chance to meet him or make sure you get a chance to have a conversation with him because you know they're not going to be around forever, and um, just enjoy that moment. And believe you me, mate, I enjoyed every moment I ever had with John Gwynn, whether it be sitting down at a breakfast table, on a dinner table, or just sitting there in general having a beer, chatting darts. You know, um, he will be greatly missed by us all. Colin, Lloyd, thank you very much for your time today and uh, talking about the match play and also John Gwynn and everything else. Uh, look forward to talking to you again another time. Very much so, mate. Thanks very much for having me and uh, enjoy your um, murky evening while I enjoy <laughs> the sunshine here. All the very best, fellas. Thanks very much. Cheers, that's Colin Lloyd. Uh, that's Colin Lloyd there on SNZ at the Yockey, proudly brought to you by the Dart Depot, the Dart Depot. It's all about the darts.